Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Houston Family Football Show. I'm your host, Ben Size. This this is either the well, I'm calling it the emergency podcast hashtag episode eighty because Lord and mercy. Happy Thursday and good e- good evening, everybody, man. I mean, normally me and Ben never do shows on Thursday, but this is an emergency podcast because um, the Commanders just hired Dan Quinn today. Um, the Seattle Seahawks just hired Mike Pajan or Mike McDonald uh, yesterday, um, and we got breaking news. So. Uh, just, just real quick before Ben Fair goes, um, uh, what a day for the DMV, by the way. Um, I was just watching a show and, you know, I was like, you know, I'm like, okay, uh, I'm right, yada yada yada. So I get a notification, I get breaking news: Cor- Corbin, Bur- um, excuse me, uh, Burns from the Brewers of the starting pitcher, the Ace, got traded. And I, I heard rumors that, you know, and by the way, he's a pitcher for the Brewers, by the way. Um, just let everybody know, American, everybody uh, outside of America, there's this, this podcast. Uh, he's an ace pitcher for the Brewers. Really good one, by the way. He's age 29. And, and yeah, he's, by the way, he's Ben Fair's favorite player, by the way. And mine, too, by the way. Um, but, yeah, he got traded to the Orioles, by the way. Ben will tell you guys the prospects. But, man, oh, Ben Fair, I'm just so happy you're my co-host, man, because every time so, so far with this podcast, you know, you know, Bama and, you know, you know your Orioles, my Dodgers getting Otani. I mean, what a new era for the Orioles, man. And, I, and by the way, this is before Ben Fair goes. Uh, the Orioles have a new ownership. Ben will explain the people that is, uh, uh, that's in the Orioles, new Orioles organization right now. Um, his favorite player is one of them. is part of the new ownership. But Ben Fair, what a day, my man. What is going on? To, um, what's going on What's going on today, by the way, Ben? The Lakers are beating the, the Celtics without AD and LeBron. What the fuck? By the way, my friend's at Boston, by the way. He's at the game, by the way. What is going on, Ben Fair? But, Ben, you got a huge bomb um, in baseball. Man, your boy, Cor- Corbin Burns, is with the Orioles? Can we get a, Can we get Ben Fair? Can we give him a round of applause for the Orioles, please? But anyways, Ben, how are you? Because I can't wait to make Orioles fans and DMV fans and Seattle fans and the audience pretty happy we're about to talk about. But, Ben, congratulations. And Orioles fans, congratulations. Because you guys deserved it. Because you went from the Madden Machado trade. And now, you know, shout out to Mike Elias. He came from the Astros. And since you guys hired him, you guys been, you know, building a good farm system. And, and Ben, you got your boy. I'm happy for you. And I just wish your closer was healthy. Because, my God, you guys will be so freaking dangerous. But, Ben, congratulations. And what, what is going on, Ben? How is your Thursday evening going? Because when you saw that text from what, what I sent you, you were like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, man, it's a beautiful Thursday. Uh, like you said, some big news happened between yesterday and today. Um, you know, normally we save these for, for Tuesday, but, yes. you know, some of these, some of these are, are pretty big uh, topics to discuss, and they just couldn't wait any longer. Um but yeah, you know, it's been news after news, especially on the Orioles side, man. Uh, I'll leave that for just a sec, but um, it, it's, a, it's a blessing for sure. It's a blessing to be out of John Angelos, uh, the whole Angelos family. Um, it was time to move on from them. Obviously, like I said on Andrew's show uh, that we did over on Twitter Spaces earlier today, mm-hmm. Um, the Angelos family is not going to be completely out of, of the of ownership, but they did sell majority of shares, mm-hmm. uh, so they do they will not be running day to day operations anymore. Um, 
the reason for that is it's an easier transition from ownership group to ownership group. You don't have to go through the votes uh, of the of the MLB. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also for for the Angelos family, it's it's a capital gains tax thing. Um, had they had sold their entire shares of the team, they'd have to pay capital the full capital gains uh, on the money uh, in which they they're going to be receiving. Um, but because they're staying within ownership, uh, they're only going to have to pay capital gains for mm-hmm. now uh, on on the on the shares that they currently sold, and then. Later on down the road, they'll have to pay future capital gains uh, on the remaining share if they if they decide to, to sell any remaining shares down the road. Um, but yeah, it, it's a beautiful day, man. Uh, I'm incredibly happy to be uh, discussing a lot of these topics. Yes, yes. So, Ben, what do you want to start first? And you know what? Since we're doing this this episode, we might as well do the gate picks for next week as well. But my my, my thing is, Ben. When, I mean, you're going to tell Orioles fans this as well. When I send you that text, we might as well talk baseball right now. because That is the huge breaking news, by the way, because shout out to the DMV. You guys deserved it. But, Ben, when I text you that news about your boy Burns going to the Orioles, what was your thoughts? Because, I mean, you can explain to the audience, by the way, just let, just let everybody know. I got done a pocket with me and Ben, right? And I'm like, you know what, let me scroll to Twitter, and apparently the Orioles got new ownership because me and me and Ben like to make jokes because their owners, I believe their owners, like really old, like ninety five years old. Ben's like, you know what, fuck it, man, I'm gonna go to the facility with the Orioles and I'm, I might spend some money. I mean, I don't blame you, Ben, but now look at that, we make some jokes and look what happened. The guy sells the team and look at that, look 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 who's the new ownership from your t- from your team. And sh- shout out to uh, Kyle Rifkin, he's one of he's one of the he's one of the, the group. But Ben. Go ahead. The floor is yours. I mean, did, did the ownership just go to Mike Mike Elias and say, "Fuck it, man, we're the new ownership, and let's let's make Oriole Nation and all your fans happy with this move." And I'm not surprised about this, Ben, because let's give it a bean. We knew they need pitching. We I thought they were going to go for Dylan Cease, but no, the Orioles was like, "Fuck it, let's go for Ben favorite Ben Fair's favorite pitcher, uh, Corbin Burns." Ben, your thoughts? And when I send you that text, uh, you you were you 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 were like. Damn, fuck, this ownership is going for it. Yeah, um, I got your text and then Andrew's tweet roughly pretty much at the same time. Um, and, you know, it's April 1st, so you think, oh, you know, it's April Fool's. Um, but no, and then shortly after, everybody was was uh, tweeting about it. And uh, the, the one you sent me was what, James Paxton? Yes, uh, Jeff Paxton. Jeff, shout out to the MLB, Paxton, real, yeah. real source, Jeff Paxton, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, um, you know, usually when Jeff Paxton releases something, uh, it, it's pretty serious. Uh, yes. it's, he's usually not a guy that's going to be out on social media trying mm-hmm. to make jokes, trying to make controversial mm-hmm. clickbait articles or clickbait content. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, knowing that it came from Jeff, you know, put a lot of a little bit more of like seriousness behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, Corbin, I wouldn't say he's my favorite pitcher in baseball, but he's definitely he's my wonderful. top five. Yeah, yeah he's definitely my top five. Um, but before I talk about him, yeah, you know, I just mentioned about the Angelos family. Um, the new owners, it's it's two guys that are spearheading the attack, uh, David Rubenstein and uh, Mark Arrighetti. Uh David Rubens, both of them work in the private sector. Um, they, they run a, they run a private equity firms. They run like private um, real estate firms. 
Um, and both of their individual companies are extremely, extremely well off. Uh, David Rubenstein's, uh, the Carlisle, the Carlisle Group, mm -hmm. uh, they have like roughly $400 billion under management. Mm -hmm. uh, and then for Mark, Ar for Mark Arigetti, uh, his Aries Corporation management company, they have roughly about $300 billion under management. So we're getting two guys who have a background in, in not only the management of funds, but the proper spending of funds buying, you know, buying really good real estate, buying really good stocks, uh, buying um, just all facets of, of, of money management, you know, they've mm -hmm. done a great deal of job of it. You know, you don't get that much money under under your control uh, if you don't know how to properly utilize it and put in in good situations to get the best return on your investment. Mm -hmm. um, so knowing that we're getting two guys like that to join this team, uh, as an ownership group means a lot. And uh, David Rubenstein, I'm, I'm a little bit more familiar with him. Uh, mm -hmm. he, used to be a, he used to be a chairman of the board at Duke University. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and so I have familiarity with him and, and some of the stuff uh, he's done behind the scenes at Duke University. Um, and he's a, he's a very good guy, man. He's very well-spoken. Mm -hmm. um, he loves his sports, absolutely loves his freaking sports. He does. Uh, um, he's a family person. He's a friendly person. He's a per he's a people person. Um, mm -hmm. He's he's just ultimately a, a very good guy, and um, you know I'm happy you know to see him come in day one because he's David's going to be the one that's the primary face of ownership. Mm -hmm. uh, like, you mentioned, like you mentioned, they brought in Cal Ripken Jr. as well. Uh, Cal and I'm glad they brought in Cal because Cal Back. has been wanting to get into ownership of the Orioles in yeah. some capacity for a few years now. Yeah. And I don't know what it was with Angelo's family not allowing him to, to maybe to, to do that, but yeah, I'm happy that David and, and, and Mike, you know, on day one said, Hey, yes, we're, we're going to be bringing in Cal Ripken, a guy who the entire fan base loves and admires and can get yes. a guy that can be the talking face uh, to the community, to the yep. fans, and, and we can really, you know, buy into what it is Cal's saying. Mm -hmm. Another guy that's joining this team that has the connection with David uh, is Grant Hill. Grant Hill is also yeah. going to be joining this squad of, um, of of the ownership group. A guy who has, uh, you know, he's coming from the basketball sector, but he's also the 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 president of operations for USA basketball. So it's mm -hmm. going to be nice having a guy who has ties to Olymp to the Olympics. Uh -huh. um, I, I couldn't be more happier of uh, the people who are going to be taking uh, ownership of, of this beautiful, beautiful young and upcoming franchise. Yes. I'm just so happy for you guys in general, Ben, because like, like I said, everybody, Ben and Oreo fans went through it, man, with Manny Machado getting traded. And, and, you know, they had a great lineup, by the way, with Manny. And obviously, I'm not going to mention no names. Uh, I, I know their biggest, biggest Chris target Davis. was Chris and, Davis. <laughs> hey, what, Chris Davis. Yeah, yeah. But but but, but anyways, but who cares? The, the, the Orioles are in the new era, man. Uh, so, Ben, um, so you can tell the audience with the, the, the rotation, by the way. I'm looking at it right now, by the way. So I, it's kind of funny because I was actually looking at your depth chart yesterday. So right now, as we speak, it's Kyle, Kyle Braddis. I'm talking about the rotation. Grayson Rodriguez, uh, John Ma John Memes, 
Dean Kramer, and obviously Tyler Wells. Obviously, Burns will be your number one. Number two will be Kyle, I believe, right? And then three, Rodriguez. Uh, four will be me. Uh, I believe, yeah, Memes. And then Kramer. Uh, five, right? And six, damn. So six, four, six. That's really deep. Yeah, that's pretty no, damn pretty good. I don't I don't think it's gonna be six deep. Um, okay. and if okay. it is if it is if it is six, yeah, it probably will be Tyler. Um I think it's really gonna depend between I think the fifth guy is really gonna be between John and Tyler Wells. Who would you rather uh, who who'd you take? I mean, obviously I'd rather take whoever's pitching the, the best at the moment. Um, you know, yeah. John John is – he's had, like, two injuries back-to-back yeah, seasons. Yeah, true, you know, true. He, he's the oldest guy of, of the entire group. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's yeah, he's, he's the only one that's 30 years old, yeah. Yep. So, you know, he's not, like, completely out of it. It's not like he's 34, 35. He's only a year older than Corbin, uh, Corbin Burns. But, um, yeah, I think the I think the lineup is could easily be, you know, like you said, Corbin won. I think even Kyle. After the season Kyle just had last year – Oh yeah, Kyle Bradish can really fight for that number one spot. But yes, uh, either way, one of them will be one two. Definitely Grayson at the three spot, which I think Mm -hmm. is a perfect spot for him. You know, still trying to figure out his way within baseball. He's Mm -hmm. still super young. He's what twenty four years old, going on twenty four years old. Yeah. So you know, him being the three spot, not really being the quote unquote definition of of the ace position, being in that one or two. It's going to allow him to, you know, grow up not in a in a super rush pace. He can mm-hmm. just easily, you know, come in uh, and, and work on his stuff uh, in every outing. That four five spot or that four spot, I think it's going to be Dean Kramer. Um, the fan base loves him, but mm. they don't they don't give him a ton of credit for the pitcher he is. I think Dean Kramer is a very undervalued pitcher. Yes. Uh, yeah, he might not get you an ERA in the threes. But he's going to have a, an above-average whip season after season. He's done it for two, three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those wondering what whip is, it's walks and hits uh, yep. given up per inning. Innings pitch, innings uh, pitch, yep, yep, yep. Um, so, you know, he does not allow many people on base uh, per, per every half inning that he's pitching. Uh, he, but the hits he does give up are, are pretty pretty valuable hits. It might be a home run, or he might be, give up, you know, two hits in a row that allow in runs. Uh, so that's how his ERA kind of gets stuck up in the fours. But Dean is a very solid pitcher, especially if he's your fourth or fifth guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't you can't go wrong with that. And then Tyler Wells. Tyler, a lot of people forget and. He gets a lot of flack from this from the fan base. From you see a lot of fan members talk talk a little bit disrespectful on Tyler. Yeah. Once again, another guy that's not really given his due his due his all his credit. But Tyler, we gotta remember he was Tyler was the best pitcher on this team to start the season last year. He was. No, he was. Tyler, Tyler had the best ERA. Tyler had the best WHIP. Tyler was winning game after game after game. And then eventually Kyle Bradish caught his stride and became the ace that he was for us. And then obviously Tyler Wells gassed out right mm-hmm. there, right there at the all-star break, had to go down to the minors to, to mm-hmm. cool his arm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when he came back up, he was still pitching good games. It wasn't yep. as a, in, in the starting role anymore. It was coming out of the bullpen, but he came in and he did very well. And then when, 
uh, Felix Batista went down. Tyler went back to what he originally did as a pitcher. He was a closer. Yeah. And he, yeah, he stepped was. in for, for King Felix. He did a very good job. And bringing in Corbin, you know, you could just put Tyler back in that closing in the bullpen, in the bullpen, in the bullpen, like 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 the Dodgers might do with Dustin May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 could do that because you do have John Means who can be your yes. fifth guy. Yes. Um, and you know, if an injury does happen to John Means or somebody else, then you have the ability to bring Tyler Wells back up into that starting uh, positional yep. role, and he he might not have a ton of wear and tear, you know, being that closer. Say he's a closer for the until all-star break, mm -hmm. say an unfortunate injury happens, he doesn't have a ton of wear and tear, so he can easily just come up, be a starting pitcher, and give us valuable innings. Mm -hmm. um, but you're 100% right, man. If, if this team did not uh, lose uh, King Felix for, for the entire They're year. They're fucking dangerous, bro. Um, yeah, this would be the d most dangerous team in baseball, hands down. Hands no down, not even close. No, no bias aside. Uh, we would have the best starting. We would have a top 10 starting pitching. Um, we would have the, probably the deepest bullpen. Like, if we had King Felix and our bullpen, I'm not even talking about the starters, our bullpen consisted yeah. of, like, Craig Kimbrell, Yanir yeah. Cano, Tyler Wells. Oh my King God! Felix, Danny Colombo. Don't forget, um, don't forget about Cole Irvin in the bullpen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got Cole, you got Cole Irvin, um, and and even like guys like CNO Perez and Dylan Tate, two guys that uh, not last season but the season before had very good seasons, and yes, then unfortunately did. you just had a down year last year. Like even those guys, even Keegan Aiken, Keegan Aiken can come in and, and give us some very good minutes, yes, he can. some very good innings. Uh, as, as a left-hander, he, he's very, very valuable. But like you mentioned, Cole Irvin. Cole Irvin is still on this roster. Like, yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, he, he could potentially fill in the fifth spot for us from time to time. He can be a very good long-inning long reliever for us if a starting pitcher, you know, has to get taken out three innings into the game, you know, because they don't have their, their command that day. Like, this so do you want? Do you want? Very, do you want Tyler, so do you want Tyler Wells to be in the bullpen and put Kurt Irving in that in that fifth spot, sixth spot? Maybe you don't care. Um. So the fifth spot, it, I I would put Wells in the bullpen. Like yes. I said, have him be the closer. Yes. Have Craig Kimbrough and you and Yunir Cano set him up. Yes. Um. And then John in the fifth, and then Cole. Like like I said, Cole should is should be our long reliever. Uh, yes. Him and Jacob, him and Jacob Webb should be our, our the first two guys out the pen. Yeah. Places. Like they're the guys who should go in there, mm -hmm. be able to give us two, three innings, you know, and then allow Craig or Unir to come in and set up Tyler, and then Tyler mm -hmm. shut the game, shut the game down. Mm. I think Cole. Honestly, I would put Cole in the starting lineup after Tyler and John Means. He would be mm -hmm. like my seventh pitcher if I had to choose. Mm. Question for you, Ben. Um, is there any free agents that are going to be free agents like in about two or next year? Like, obviously, the owners, obviously, now the owners are willing to spend money now. So, are they going to retain? Which guys are they going to retain? Is there free agents after this year? Like, after beyond, beyond this year, like, uh, like your outfielders, or right now, you guys are fine? Um, I, I think we got a lot of guys still like within the arbitration rules and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, like really the only big name is the guy that we just got today, Corbin Burns. 
Obviously, yeah. Corbin Burns is going to be a free agent after this one year. And I've already They'll seen pay. some they talks, will. you know. Yeah. I've already seen some talks. Some people say, you know, it could be a one-year rental. Stupid. That's stupid. Uh, no. maybe, maybe it's not. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm looking on everyone's stuff. I mean, like, maybe Ramon Urias, you know, Jorge Mateo. Yeah. Um, CML Perez. Yeah. Like, no, no big name really. Everyone else still ha- is still well within arbitration. So who, who, who would you keep if you were, you were them? Would you, so would you let some go, or who would you keep? Who would you keep? For for what? For you said the arbitration, right? So you said like Monteo, like so. Are you saying oh, he's yeah. a free agent after this year, or no? Like. Yeah, yeah. Like Mateo, the free agent after this year. Ramon would you Urias, keep him or not? Would you let him go? No, there's. I, 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 I appreciate Urias for everything he's been able to do for us. Yeah. You know, he's a Gold Glove winner. Jorge Mateo, you know, he really turned his whole MLB career around with us. Yeah, he has. If he I appreciate him for everything he did. You know, turned himself into one of the best shortstop or defending shortstops in baseball. Yeah, uh, one one of the fastest players in baseball. The only, the only unfortunate thing for Jorge is he just can't hit consistently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, and and for him, we got Jackson Holiday coming up. Like he's filling it's, Jackson's spot. My right God, now. he's gonna. By the way, audience. Um, and so, and so Jorge, you know, getting rid of Jorge. I mean, he's cheap. Like we could keep him around for a while and just use him as a, like a designated guy. Yeah. Uh, from time to time, you know, come in and pinch run. He's he's only costing us two point seven mil. Yeah. It probably never cost more than three and a half mil a year. Uh, mm-hmm. And the same thing goes for Ramon. But I would say keep him. But at the same time, we got young guys still coming up that play yeah. those positions. So it, it's nice to have them right now. So those young yeah. guys will develop in minors. But yeah, once it, once those guys come up to the majors, there's no there's no reason to have them anymore. Because yeah. they're just taking their spot. That's a good point. That's a good point. I thought they were going to put Holiday at the shortstop, but then he's not going to take under spot. So he's most likely going to be a second baseman. So, yeah, there you go. No, 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 Guys. no, no. Gunner, Gunner, Gunner's third base. Gunner will be playing third for okay. the, the second Jackson Holiday is in the majors. Yeah. Gunner will be playing third full okay. time. Full okay. time. Okay. I'm sorry. The only, reason Gunner, the only reason Gunner plays, the only reason Gunner plays short from time to time last year. Yeah. Was because he was, you know, days Jorge Mateo had to take a break. That's true. That's was, very true. Yep. He, yep. he would slide over to short, and then Ramon Urias would come in and play third. Yeah. But with Gunner, if Gunner's playing full time at third, Jackson's playing full time at short, Jordan yeah. Westberg's playing full time at second, and then Ryan Mountcastle is playing full time at first. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry because his depth chart has, has Gunner as shortstop, which I get that. But, um, but, um, question for you real quick. Um, so, excuse me. Which ownership is more is more richer, Ben? Is it my ownership or your ownership? Um, when it comes to, like, when it comes to, like, the individual wealth and not their company's wealth, like, I, would, I think it's your, you guys just by a little bit just because your guys' ownership has, like, five people in it and three or four of them are billionaires yeah our are. ownership our ownership is two billionaires and, and like a couple multi-millionaires 
Yeah. So the individual wealth is you guys, but when it comes to like business wealth, it's our guys. Ooh, look at that. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Just so look, I, at, the end, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I would say we have just as much money as each other. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Just let the audience know. And which, by the way, all the small market teams, I, I do feel bad. Listen, at the end of the day, me and Ben want baseball, all the baseball teams to be good. We want this sport to be competitive. But me and Ben blame all these owners, the cheap owners. Let's be real. All these owners have money. They just don't want to spend. Right, Ben? And I, don't we? Don't you feel bad for these fan bases? Like, I, I, I do because I want them to be happy. I want baseball to be competitive. But, but these owners just don't want to spend money. And, 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 and let's face it. Let's give it to this kid. To be, just give it to be. And, Ben, you would, you would agree. After the Otani, the uh, Yamamoto signing, I mean, this created the – I mean, after those two guys are not really as it's not re- really as great. I mean, everybody's waiting for the Blake Snell signing, obviously Cody Bellinger, and obviously yada 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 yada, right? But next year, every but free agency next year is way better. But um, but yeah, but Ben, I, I the point is, I do feel bad for some for uh, some like for all fan bases because it sucks because because they're like, oh my god, how come my my ownership is not doing this? Well, first of all, well first of all, your ownership has money, but they, they don't they don't so really. It's it's it, they how can I say this, Ben? To be fair, they're they're cheap. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say they're they're cheap in a way for sure. Um, yeah. I've always believed baseball, especially so baseball. For all those listening, baseball is the only sport that doesn't operate within a salary cap. Yep. They 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 play within a luxury tax. Yes. But they don't play within a salary cap. Yep. And so some of these teams can play can pay you know hundred I think it's like 170 million before they go into a luxury cap, yep. um, and and some of these teams like the A's last year, even the Orioles last year, our payrolls were like 40 million dollars. Yeah, uh, and so that means they had roughly 130 million dollars more that they could have paid before being taxed on that, uh, and and you'll have teams you'll have owners that just absolutely refuse. Not only to be aggressive in free agency, trying to get players from other teams to come to yeah. them, some of these teams are just refusing to pay their own talent. That they're thank you, thank you. Um, you know, like but honestly, like for instance, the A's, the A's historically have actually had a very, very good farm system for yes, a long time. Like for year, like if you go throughout the A's farm system history. You'll find some big freaking names throughout baseball history that that came up through through the A's and then eventually um, found found a home elsewhere because the A's just refused to pay, and it makes it terrible for the fans. Like you saw fans at A's games, you know, bringing signs to the game, telling the owners, "Sell us, sell yeah. us, so we can Facts. be competitive," because Facts. like. It, it's it's not just fucked up for the players to not yeah. give them the opportunity to, you know, try and build, you know, something by the team in which you drafted them, but it's fucked up to the fans who are having to pay tickets to see mediocre fucking shit. Exactly. Um, you know, like, owners are begging, you know, fans to come to their games and, uh, and cheer their teams on and, and this, that, and the third, but What's the like? Even if the tickets, you know, ten dollars to get in. What's the point of paying that ten dollars to watch a team that's extremely poorly constructed? 
I agree. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not paying to go to an MLB game to watch a Triple A team. I'm going to the MLB <laughs> game to watch MLB players. Um, can, and, can I make an example? Uh, uh, another good example. Uh, this team is a small market. Um, they drive really well, and they they don't really pay the, their players. Um, they the Rays. There we go. Go ahead, Ben. Yep, that's a good example. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Rays once again, and and I feel bad for the Rays because they're they're in the AL East now, and they're in the AL East with now four teams who do not give a fuck about spending money. Nope. The Red, nope. Sox, the Red Sox will spend money when they're competing. Right. The Yankees will spend money whether they're competing or not. The Blue Jays have, for what, the last three years now, have shown us that they yeah. will spend money. Yeah. And now you have an Orioles team who, on within one day of ownership, just went out and got a Cy Young pitcher. So now you have four teams – and what was already the hardest division in baseball, yeah. showing you a track record of showing you, hey, we're going to be aggressive. We're spending money. We're tired of being mediocre. Exactly. We're tired of seeing all these other teams come out of the AL, even though the AL East is the best division in the sport. I agree. We're tired of seeing these other teams represent the AL when it should be us. Um, and, yeah, for the Rays, once, like, the, like the A's, almost maybe even better than the A's, historically great farm systems have produced some of the best talent in the last 20 to 25 years in baseball. And the second it's time for, for them to get a contract extension, they're on a new team. They're on the Yankees, you know, they're on the Astros or they're playing for the Rangers somewhere. Um, you know, and, and it's unfortunate because it's like those fans of those fan bases might get, two or three really good years of baseball while those guys are playing on their rookie deal still or playing on that first contract still. And the second, you know, and they're, they're early into their prime. And then the second it's time for those guys to make six figures um, or, or not six figures, but um, was it nine figures Yeah. or, or even eight figures, um, you got to go and play for another organization because we're not going to spend that type of capital. It, it, it's it's stupid and it, it's not fair to the fans. It's not fair. Yeah, and just that's why they're getting mad at the Dodgers. But I'm like, man, listen, it's not the. I mean, it's like the it's like Mookie Betts saying, well, "So you want so you want us to stand pat?" <laughs> that's literally that's literally what he said. Um, but anyways, um, shit, I can name another example, Ben, real quick. The AL Central. I mean, half of that, that those teams in the AL Central, they don't, they don't spend money. Detroit Tigers, the Guardians. I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes. He part owns the, the Royals, but he don't give a fuck about the Royals, does he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. But anyway, yeah, I mean, like, of- you, you, you really can go up and down, you know, the standings of baseball and, and see it. You know, it's really like. So uh, we got, I would say we got four teams now in the AL East that will spend money. The only team in the AL Central that might spend money is Minnesota and maybe the White Sox when the White Sox are winning. Um, The AL West, only Houston, Texas, and Seattle are going to spend money. The Angels and Oakland will never spend money. Um, Atlanta and Philly and the Mets will always spend money. Miami and Washington will not. Uh, Only the Cubs and St. Louis will spend money. Milwaukee has proven not to spend money. The Reds won't spend money. Pittsburgh won't spend money, even though they signed Brian Reynolds. That was like the first time I've seen them spend money my entire life. 
Yep. Um, and the NL West, it's you guys, Arizona, uh, San Diego. Like the only team that doesn't spend money in your division is Colorado, and, and Arizona when when they're in rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. But when Arizona's in contention mode, they'll spend money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, Ben, let me. I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you. And, and, and listen, you know I'm a realist baseball fan. You're you're a realist baseball fan. I just put it on Twitter. I mean, since you guys added uh, Burns. For me, right now, this is why I'm confident. You literally have the best manager in the division. And Yankee fans, I'm not even hating. I'm just keeping it real. Um, I'm going with healthy. We might, we, might have, we might have the best manager in baseball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, well, I'm saying in the AL East, but, but overall, in my opinion. But um, we, def- no. we, we definitely have the best manager in the AL. Yes, yes. Um, for me, I'm going with the Orioles number one in that division. Two is going to be, in my eyes, um, the Blue Jays, three the Yankees, and four I'm going with the Rays, and five I'm going with the, with the Red Sox. Ben, are you going with that order as we speak, as we as baseball stands right now, in that order for that division right now? And I, that I what's because your, what's, listen, what's your, I'm a, what's yours? so number one, you can you, you can you can remember this on February first, I said one Orioles for the for the division, two the Blue Jays. Three, the Yankees, sorry, Yankee fans. Four, uh, the Rays, and five, the Red Sox. And the only reason why, and but we know how it's going to go. The Yankees are going to be a good hitting team in baseball in the regular season. Listen, I like Garrett Cole. The uh, court, I mean, I mean, the other gut pitcher that they have, I mean, Stroman. And to me, it's just the problem with them. And and and, and you can even ask their fan base; they don't like Aaron Boone at all. He sucks. So that's why I'm not, I'm not even high on them. The Blue Jays, they, I think they have way more talent. Than the Yankees, in my opinion, they just added. By the way, Ben Fair, they just added thirty-eight-year-old, as they always say, be it Ben, fear the beard. Justin Turner, they just added that my my guy, Ben. Watch out, he's in the ATH. <laughs> fear the beard, my friend. But no, but seriously, that's my order for the AOEs. Um, do you, you do you feel like that's the same order as you, what you have? Um, I think the Rays. I think the Rays could easily be fifth, bro. I do really. Um, yeah, you know, because, like, last year, obviously, they started off the season extremely fucking Yes, they did. Yes, they did. That's crazy. When, when, that, when, that team, when that team was healthy, they were the best team in baseball. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the Wander Franco shit happened, and they yeah. fell off. Good and point. Then, and, then they point. Lost, and then they lost Shane McClellan. Yeah. And they fell off even worse. Uh, and now, you know, they're going to be going into a season from the get-go with no Wander Franco, with no Shane McCallahan. With no Tyler Glass now, um, I like Zach Effin, but that's their best pitcher. Aaron Savali is okay; he can get it done. But Aaron Aaron Savali should not be your second pitcher. Um, you know, they're Taj Bradley. You know, he's a good arm, but he's not a great one. Um, I, I think that pitching staff def, definitely fell off without Shane and Tyler. Um, obviously, the bullpen has still got some some decent little arms, especially with Pete Fairbanks as, as a, the yeah. closer. Um, and like I said, the infield without Juan Franco is going to take a massive hit. I you forgot about that. Perotas. Good point. Very good point. I forgot about you that. You still have Perotas. You still have Yandy Diaz. You still have Araz Arena uh, and Josh Lowe but, and, and Harold Ramirez, but – Wanda Franco is the what's like aside from the stupidness that he was doing off the field. I agree. On the field, he was the best player on that entire fucking team. Um, and so, without you know, with, with missing two of the best players for the entire season, 
you know, maybe they get Shane back right there at the end, but for the most part, they're going to be gone without their two best players. I, I agree with one through three, but I think I honestly think the Red Sox, you know, as bad as they might be as well, uh, I think they can maybe finish fourth and, and then the Rays finish fifth. Thank you for, my, for the reminder for the Rays. I, I forgot about that. I forgot about the um the wonder thing. Okay, damn, thank you. So, so with that, yeah, that's probably what's, that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, so Ben, so let me ask you this, and I think this is a high possibility. This one Soto sweet stake next year is going to get interesting, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously he's going to have the year with the Yankees. They're the entire season. They're going to be trying to pitch Wander or Juan Soto to stay, um, and I think there's a good chance that he could stay. You know. Um, where else would, would he necessarily go, you know? To, to the highest uh, bidder? To the highest bidder? <laughs> yeah, and, and, I mean, he's already on the team that is most likely going to be the highest bidder, uh, and, and especially if he produces at a, at a major level, and especially if the Yankees, you know, fin- let's say the Yankees somehow finish second in, in the AL East. Um, you know, they're going to want to retain Soto. Um you know, I don't. I don't see him going back to the West Coast, dude. I don't. I don't even think he ever even wanted to go to the Padres. You know, he just really didn't have a choice. Yeah, he got traded. That's a great point. Because um, I think he, ultimately, if he wanted to stay in the West Coast, he would have just. You know, y- y'all would have gotten him. Yeah. I think y'all would have gotten him this past this past off season. Um, but so, yeah, yeah. Think, well, 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 man, let's keep it a bean, though. Let's keep it a bean. The Padres was never going to trade him with the right with the with the rivals. You know what I mean? But go ahead. No, yeah, and, and that's true, and, and and that's a good point. So you know, maybe you know he just doesn't he didn't have that option to go, you know, and just make the move right up the coast to L.A. But um, you know, I don't know. I I really don't know because. I don't know if you guys are going to want to try and take on another another massive contract. I'll say this. Well, I'll say this. Obviously, I'll say you this. guys can make the money work. I'll say this. I'll say this. With the Otani contract, it could happen. I can, I can tell you this right no, now. Yeah, that's why, that's why I'm not throwing it out the window because y'all got so much money deferred 10 years from now. But, yeah. um, you know, it's still a lot of money that you're going to yeah. have to, you know, somehow move. Like, you still got Mookie making – boatloads. Yeah. Uh, you got Freddie Freeman. Well, he's got a year or two left. He's still making boatloads of money. Um, you know, the, the, the Jap- the other Japanese pitcher you guys signed, he's, you guys signed him to a relatively good deal as well. Yeah. Even, yeah. even Tyler Glasnow, y'all gave Glasnow decent money. So yeah, y'all have the money because of what you did with Otani's contract structure, but Adding another massive contract to the massive contract. Literally, literally, got. Otani helped us. Otani helped us. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I just think, you know, adding another big player and another guy who's going to be making like 200 million, you know, roughly. Um, I just don't think, I don't know if your, your owners are going to want to try and take on that job, you know, trying to move even more money potentially uh, to try and get a guy like that in. Like, do, if you get him, Extremely nice, right? But I think you guys got way too much money already on that on that team to, to try yeah. and fit in another massive contract type. Just move. to let just to let everybody know, Juan Soto is repped by Scott Boris. And listen, I don't like Scott Boris, but he's a famous agent. Ben, I'm sure you heard of him. Scott Boris, he was a, he was the agent for Bryce Harper. He signed in February, so this guy likes to wait, and you can't blame the guy because he waits is to see they get the right price. 
So this Soto, I would not be surprised. Soto, the Soto thing, um, you know, um, he, he's, this guy is probably not going to sign until February, next February. So, but I'm just going to say this. The race between the Orioles, Dodgers, and the Yankees for him, let the war begin. I'll just say that. Let me ask you uh, Ben. Honestly, I'm going I'm to throw a name out there, too. It's another AL East team. Uh, and the only reason I say this name is because he has ties to this team, like Kurt's uh, a couple players on this team, just very good friends with them. Don't be shocked if the Blue Jays get him. Mm. Do not be shocked if the Blue Jays get him. Him, Juan Soto, and Vlad Guerrero are very fucking close. They yes, they are. They are freaking close with one another. Um, they, I mean, they freaking adore each other both on and off the field. You can see them uh, together on and off the field. So, um, don't be shocked, man. And they got a couple guys who are getting older. They're getting up there yeah. age. So, you know, some of those some of those big players who are making some money on the Blue Jays might not be making money on the Blue Jays in a year or two. So, yeah, I would not throw the Blue Jays out of question for a long soda. Yeah, and we'll quite just let everybody know because I think the Brewers are just trading. They're trading like half of their team, so it's looking like. Devin Williams, their closer, is available right now. Apparently, I mean, there's horsestop Willie Adam, Adamis. Is that, am I saying it right? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Really, Adamis. Uh, he's available. So we shall see what happens with that. I definitely think we need a closer, but we'll see if we can. Might as well do that. All right. But anyway, hey, I'll take I'll take Freddie Peralta if they if they want to move Freddie Peralta, I'll take him. At this uh, ben, at this Ben, at this point, at this point. I think anybody's for sale. By the way, how they're trading Burns, they trade Burns because I thought they would keep them because I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna keep Ruben. We both thought they would keep Burns because they're like, you know what, you keep Burns and then and then you know you're trying to compete with a NL Central because let's keep it to be about the NL Central. It's just like the AL Central. It's not good. So, but then again, if you're the Brewer, you can't lose Corbin Burns for nothing, right? I mean, yeah, and and we we didn't really touch on that. Um... You know, they got D.L. Hall. D.L. Hall is like 25 What can you tell Brewers fans about this guy? Okay, so Brewers fans, don't be completely upset about it. I, you know, I know this trade kind of signifies that you're going to go into rebuild mode, uh, especially because, you know, some of your best players like Christian Yelich and them yeah. yes, are yeah. going up there in age. Um, you know, Reese Hopkins, as good as he is, is coming off a major injury. Yeah, you're a good point. Um, and, and then obviously, what you got William Contreras uh, yeah. behind center, uh, behind at the catcher spot. Um, but you know, you, you are missing a little bit uh, in, in terms of use, especially like pro- productive use. Um, and, and the Corbin Burns, I know the trade does signify you're going to be in a rebuild, but with Dio Hall, you're getting a roughly, like I said, a 25, 26 year old. Um, the guy who's been in the minors a, a long time, I would say, which you yeah. know could could be concerning to to a few, but um, you know you're getting a guy who throws absolute gas. Like he can he can hit 101, 102. Um, you know, late throughout the season uh, last year, especially late, you know, he was really starting to get his um, his breaking pitches working. So it wasn't just heaters after heaters. Um, he is a short inning guy. You know, he's going to give you one to two really good innings. Um, he can maybe potentially give you three very good outings. Um, 
So he is a bullpen guy. He's not a starter, so he's not a direct replacement for Corbin Burns for you guys, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're gonna get you're gonna get somebody if you move on from uh, from your closer currently. If you get if you move on from Devin Williams, I think you could easily slide in DL Hall to be your closer from day one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he he can easily give you that type of stuff. Um, like I said, I, I would you know because he can give you two three innings, I would maybe use him as like a middle to long reliever. But he can he can pitch various positions throughout throughout a bullpen, which is nice to have a, a utility guy like that. And then you're getting Joey Ortiz. Joey Ortiz is a top thirty MLB prospect. Yes, yes. Um, he's like twenty four years old. He is kind of built like Jose uh, Jose Atuve as yeah. he's kind of on the shorter side. He's like five seven ish, five eight. Uh, but he's a very good freaking defender. He can play both second and shortstop. Um, doesn't have a ton of power, but he hits for contact extremely well. He can hit. He can hit the ball to to everywhere on the field. Um, but but most importantly is his defense. He is a tremendous defender. You're getting a guy that, that can, like I said, play second, play shortstop. Like you said, they got Willie Adams, right, playing shortstop. Yeah. So Willie Adams and, and Joey Ortiz, that's your second baseman and shortstop, honestly, for the next six to seven years. Uh, so, you know, be, you, sh- you should be very happy. Um, no, I see – I 100% see um, Joey Ortiz getting called up this year. And, and, you know, I don't think the rebuild will be too long, you know. Like I said, Willie Adams is there. You'll have Joey Ortiz there. Even Owen Miller. Owen Miller is a very good up-and-coming player uh, in yep. baseball. So, you've got some young guys, uh, Milwaukee. Um, but ultimately, I pre- – and, and also, you got, what, the 30 – you got our 36th pick. Um, you know, so it's like, what, the fourth pick of the – of the second yeah. round, so that's you pretty could good. The Brewers are good at drafting. Get, yeah, yeah, you could yeah. still possibly get a very good player with that selection. So, uh, I, I thought they were gonna want, want one or two more guys. Like I was telling you, I thought they were gonna go after like yeah. a Colton Kowser as well, maybe a Heston Kirstad, maybe a Colby Mayo uh, as well with those guys. But ultimately, the two guys that you got for sure will be with you guys for like I said, six, seven seasons. And then, you know, hopefully um, with that second round pick, you know, you're able to draft another very good prospect and eventual um, very good rotational guy for you. You know, Ben, you know, it's interesting. Nobody's talking about, well, and uh, hey, looks looking like the Brewers are, you know, trading half of their team, half of their team. And I thought when he signed Chris Reese Hoskins, I love the Reese Hoskins move, but I'm like, damn, you trade Burns now. So when, when, when they traded, when, when they when they signed Reese Hoskins, and when they now they trade Burns, I get it. You got to get something out of get something out of Burns because he's obviously a free agent after this year. But I mean, but but hey, can they still win the NL Central? Possibly. I would I would it would have surprised me. I mean, you never know with the NL Central. Um, but we'll but we'll quick Ben. We'll, we'll quick. We'll, well, I, I, oh yeah. If you're Blake's now, now what what can you tell yourself right now? Because this gets interesting. This gets really interesting. And do you think? The White Sox losing this situation because I mean I mean the Brewers got some got great prospect out of you guys and now the White Sox they're telling themselves you know what what's trade Dylan sees at the deadline do you think that was smart or do you feel like they should have done what the Brewers did? 
Uh, I'm trying to see how old Dylan sees this. Okay, so Dylan and Corbin are roughly the same age. Um, I think what the White Sox are doing, like Dylan's a phenomenal pitcher. Uh, you know, had had some moments last season that were up and down, uh, but for the most part, was very good last season. He's been very freaking good, honestly, since he stepped into stepped into uh, the MLB. Yeah. Um, but what I think they're doing since the team overall had such a bad year last year, I think what they're trying to do is build up his stock even more. Like we all we all know Dylan sees is one of the fifteen best pitchers in baseball. We all Yes, know. he is. When he's healthy, yes. Uh, yeah, when he's healthy. He's one of the fifteen best pitchers in baseball. But because the team has such a bad performance last yes. year, it, it, it yeah. brought it brought down the value of everybody on that yeah. entire team. And yeah. so I, what I think they want to do is either, you know, have him come back, you know, win a crap ton of games, you know, by by the trade deadline, you know, I'm sure they're hoping he's like 10 and four or something. So, you know, he can show he has a great record, show he has a great ERA, great whip, all that stuff, K through nine, all, walks through nine, all that stuff. Uh, and then that way his values is, is a little bit more uh, boosted uh, because of his, you know, current performance. Um, ultimately, though, I think they're going to trade him. I, I don't think they're going to get anything more than what we just gave up for Corbin. Yeah. Hell <laughs> you know, no. Hell no, yeah. If, if Corbin, you know, a guy who's won a Cy Young, uh, went for, you know, two, you know, a, a little bit of an older prospect in D.L. Hall, and then an only one, you know, MLB prospect in the top 100. Uh, Dylan Cease is going to go for the same, pretty much the same thing. You know, you don't have the Cy Young. You haven't been on a team that's, you know, had good, good success. Yeah. Uh, you're a good, and you have very good individual numbers, which is really all you need for a pitcher. But yep. um, no, I don't, ultimately, I don't think, ultimately, I don't think they're going to get, anything different if they traded him today as if they traded him for the deadline. I think it's still, you know, two valuable prospects and maybe maybe a pick or, you know, instead of a pick, it's maybe a, an additional prospect. I, I think they get the same exact stuff that we gave up to get Corbin Burns. Interesting, interesting. So if you're Blake Snell now, I mean, I mean, I mean shit, I mean, what, 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 if you're Blake Snell right now, Ben Fair, and looking at these moves, what are you telling yourself? He's 31 years old. I know he wants to. Obviously, he's represented by Scott Boris. If you're Blake, apparently, listen, apparently the rumors about uh, rumors, I mean, said they need somebody or the Angels. But if, but if you're Blake, I mean, fuck, don't you want to go to a contender, right? I think Blake does go to a contender. I don't think there's any way in hell that he's not going to go to a contender. Um I think ultimately, you know, because of his age, this is probably his last contract, at least last big contract. Uh, So I think he just wants to get it right, you know. I think he's just playing the field. I think he has his eyes set on, you know, teams in which he ultimately wants to play for. It's just he hasn't pulled the trigger. I think he, like, for instance, I think with the Corbin Burns trade, I think, you know, maybe he's waiting to see if we give Corbin an extension. That way he Ooh. can base his salary off of Corbin's salary. You know, they're, the biggest name, obviously, is with Shohei Otani. But yes. we, all, we all know 
Blake Snell is not getting Otani number. So you can, oh, no. throw, you can go ahead and throw that out the window. The next big pitcher to get a deal was the Japanese pitcher that you guys got. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, but ultimately, Blake Snell could, could, could command more money than that. So you can't really judge that guy's salary for what yeah. maybe Blake gets. Same thing for Tower Glass now. Glass yeah. now. Got good money, but he's not he's nowhere in the ballpark of what Blake Snow got. So no, I think no. the reason we haven't seen Blake sign yet is because Blake hasn't seen a player around his caliber get money. And so it's hard for him to base his this upcoming contract off of somebody. Yeah. Saying like, oh, Corbin Corbin Burns just got 35 million. I bet you I say tomorrow. We signed Corbin Burns the three years, a hundred million bucks. Blake Snell can then go. Okay, I now want you know Corbin's now getting thirty-two million dollars a year or whatever. I Blake can now has a number of at least thirty-two million that he can now pitch to teams and say, "Hey, Corbin's got a Cy Young." I got two Cy Youngs. If yeah. he got thirty-two million, I want at least thirty-two million. But I would rather have thirty-eight million. Yeah. So, unfortunately for for Blake, he just doesn't have a player that's on his level that has been signed, so he can then take that number and pitch it to teams and see what they got. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, Blake probably thought too. He's like, you know what? I won the Cy Young Award. I'm a Cy Young winner. I just wanted last year. I thought I was going to get more. Yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, but let me ask you this: If and you were talking to Scott Boers and his his agent and Blake, how much? How many year would you give him? I mean, he's thirty one years old. Would you give him a three year deal, a two year deal with his age? How, how many I would years? Give would you him, for baseball, especially for pitchers, actually players in general. For baseball, the rule of thumb is about 35, 36. Yes. Uh, when a guy should probably be leaving the sport, it's usually when their speed, you know, their speed is definitely not what it was if they were if they were very fast coming up. Their power, yeah. the power probably dropped off from what it was, especially with pitchers. You know, pitchers, their their velocity is definitely going to drop. You know, they might they might be able to stay longer if they have good command of all their other stuff. You know, their breaking pitches still have a lot of break on them. Uh, you know, guys can can extend out to that 38, maybe 39 year range, but roughly it's about 35, 36. So Blake Snell being 31, the most I would have, I would give him is four years, but I would be more comfortable at probably at that three year mark. I would mm-hmm. be comfortable with. You know, he's 34, possibly just turning 35 when he retires. Nice. Um, and, and you know, give him, like you said, give him 30. 30 to 35 mil a year. I think that's what he commands. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. What a night, man. The Lakers just beat the Celtics mm-hmm. without eating LeBron. Look at that. Oh, my God. All right. Um, it, it's 2024, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to, shout out to Kobe and Dina. All right. Um, now, um, Ben Fair, now we can go for football, man. Great baseball talk. Shout out, shout out to the audience. We'll be, we're teaching the audience with baseball. And just we, we love y'all. All right. Now, speaking of football, right? Seattle Seahawks hire my guy. I was hoping for you guys to hire him, but Mike McDonald, man, the NFC West is going to be a grinder next year, man. You got Gannon, you got um, you got Mike McDonald with Seattle, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. 
And I think Mike chose the right team. I thought he was just staying in the DMV area, go to Washington. Um, but you know what? I think he went to the white squad, Ben. Ben, the Seattle has the right pieces on defense. Um, I would not be surprised if they add Patrick Queen. Um, but, yeah, your thoughts? I think this – I mean, I think Seattle is going to be a sleeper, man, because Mike McDonald, he did well – he did well with, the, I guess, the Niners' defense. I know the Ravens' defense is way better than Seattle's, but I think the Seattle's defense is going to be a problem, especially with Mike McDonald. So, Ben, your thoughts? I think Seattle hired the right guy. He's 37 years old. Seattle has draft picks, which depending on what they do in the offseason. I'm calling right now. I think Patrick Queen is going to be a Seattle Seahawk. If he is – Seattle's gonna be dangerous, Ben. This and and I, I think this, this is my call right now. NFC West, AFC West. I'm talking about coaching wise are gonna be the best divisions in football. Which, by the way, breaking news: the Raiders just hired Cliff Kingsbury as their OC, which I love it because Cliff is good is a good offensive coordinator. Um, so, Ben, your thoughts? Mike is going to Seattle, I think, and I think Seattle fans shout out to me the times that Seattle fans should be happy with this hire uh, with Mike. McDonald, your thoughts? I think you're with me right here. Yeah, I think Mike. I think Mike chose the right spot, especially with him being a defensive-minded guy. Um, you know, when it comes to young key defensive players, you know, guys that have you know ability to possibly be superstars in this league, um, I think you have to go to Seattle. Um, you know, Tyreek Woolen is phenomenal. Andre Diggs is phenomenal. Devin Witherspoon really has superstar ability. Um, you know, you, you could still maybe get a couple more years out of Bobby Wagner. Jordan Brooks is a good is a good linebacker. Devin Bush is a good linebacker. Um, Boy Mafe really has superstar ability. Um, and, and so I think when it came to to defense, the type of coach he is, I think he chose the right situation. Man, it, it would have been super cool if he stayed if he stayed local, like you said, and, and just just went down the street to, to Washington, but. Um, uh, I don't think you can go wrong. Um, the question for you is, you said it's going to be a, a slugfest in that division. Yes. Um, what do you think of, of the move? Because he's going to a division that has three offensive-minded coaches, and now he's going to be a defensive-minded coach. Two, just just two because two because Kyle McVay, and obviously you got Gannon is a defensive guy as well. But go ahead, yeah. Oh, Gannon, um, Gannon, okay, yeah, you're right. Gannon was a defensive guy. Okay, so it's two and two. But still, what do you think about a defensive-minded guy going to a division that has I think, well, two, two, I of, think the, two of the best I mean, offensive-minded guys? Well, I like your question, Ben, because, uh, because the reason why I like it is because McDonald did really well, I guess, scheming up with the Niners. I know they had the Ravens' defense is better than Seattle's, but he did well against scheming with Shanahan. I guess Shanahan. Um, well, Big Bay scored 30, 30 on him, but still, man, like, I mean, I think Mike, well, you know, it's ironic. I mean, Seattle wanted Dan Quinn as well, but I think they chose the right guy. I think, I, I'm not going to lie, I think Mike, scheme-wise, is better than Dan Quinn, in my opinion. We'll talk about that after this. But, um, but yeah, I think I, I get what you're saying because, obviously, in this league, it's an offensive league at this point. I mean, I, I mean, you got to have a Shanahan, you got to have a McVay and, and Andy Reid, and I get that. But at the end of the day, Ben, I think this guy can do a really good job. He's 37 years old. We'll see who's going to be his OC. I got to look it up and who's to see who's who's his offensive coordinator. But I think he can. Be, I mean, I mean, I I think he can out scheme really well, depending on what they do in the draft. Obviously, what they do in the in the off season, but. I do think they can be a sleeper, Ben, and especially with, with his scheme. I'm just looking at who's just going to be his OC. 
That's it. If he could pick, if he picks a good OC, then he's fine. Because that's my, my that's my thing with defensive minded coaches, Ben. Like for example, Robert Salvo, right? We love the guy, but he has Nathaniel Hackett. Now, do you trust Nathaniel Hackett? Me and you do, do? No, we don't. So, but why did we get the, he gets Hackett because of Aaron Rodgers? But you see what I'm doing here, Ben? I, I, it's to me the only thing that I'm looking at. Who's the OC for Seattle? That's my only question for Seattle. But other than that. I think he chose the right right squad. I think he, I think him and John Snyder is going to connect really well. What do you think? I think you would agree with that. Yeah, I think it was a, I think it was a very good hire. Um, <clears throat> like we were saying, he has his defensive pieces in place. Yes. Uh, we, we do see throughout history defensive minded coaches struggling. To, you know, to have top tier offenses to match yes. their defense. Um, but we've also seen it work out before as well. Um, obviously, Houston Texans. We saw, yeah, Houston Texans with D'Amico Ryans. Obviously, Bill Belichick got it done with Tom Brady. Um, so, so we've seen it. But um, going forward, I guess it's really just going to be, you know, solidifying that offensive line. Yes. Um, you know, finding finding the eventual eventual replacement for Geno Smith. Obviously, Geno's thirty three can't be in the league forever so you're gonna have to find his replacement at some point um <clears throat> but most importantly it's going to be that offensive that offensive line uh, outside of charles cross there's not really much to that to that line um and so hopefully within this draft and throughout free agency uh, they can pick up a couple pieces to, to give kenneth walker uh better people to open up running lanes for him and, and hopefully you know guys that can offer better protection for gino so he's not out there running like a chicken with his head cut off. <laughs> that's bad. That's bad. But Seattle fans, enjoy. Shout out to me to Kimes. And the NFC West is going to be a grinder, man. Let's go. The NFC West is back, baby. All right. Now, Ben Fair, um, real quick before you talk about your commanders, um, the Raiders hired Cliff Kingsbury. Do you like that move with the, as the handling as the OC with Antonio Pierce? You like it? Do you like, do you like it? Uh, I don't hate it. Um, obviously, we know he—you know—he's an offensive guy. Um, you know, especially when he only has to worry about the offense. Uh, he's not really not a head coach. he's not really a head coach type of person. Uh, I am shocked to see him stay within the NFL rankings. You know, when when he got let go of Arizona, I thought he was going to run back to the college football ranks. Uh, but but yeah, I don't I don't hate it. I, <clears throat> I ultimately wish. Antonio Pierce, the best of luck. So if Bats. he believes in, in Cliff Kingsbury to run his offense, then, then hey, man, I'm going to trust in Antonio Pierce. Well, guess what? He has Marvin Lewis with him as well. Shout out, shout out, to, shout out, shout out to Pierce, man. You're building good hey, stuff. Cliff, 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 just just take care of Jerry Jacobs. Or, uh, just take of uh, uh, Jerry – was it Jerry Jacobs? Yeah, just take care Josh, of Jacobs. Please. Not Jerry Josh, Jacobs. Yeah, Josh, Josh Jacobs, thank you. You're talking about the Jerry from the Detroit Lions. Josh yeah. Jacobs, there you go. Yeah, right. take care of Josh Jacobs for me. You're, th- you're thinking about the Lions game, Ben. It's okay. It's all right, my, yeah. bro, my friend. Um, now, um, speaking of the Washington Commanders, um, Jamie, Tariq, and my friend Ben Fair. Um, well, they hired Dan Quinn. Um we thought – me and Ben were talking on text. We thought they were going to get Brable. I thought they were going to get Bobby Sloby, but obviously he decided to stay in te- with ten- Tennessee, by the way. Which, by the way, breaking news, Tennessee hired a uh, Pierce – no, I'm sorry, not Pierce. Wilson. Uh, so th- everybody's stealing the, Ra- the Ravens' staff, man. God damn, man. I mean, shit. But Tom Monkey gets, does, not get the, get, get, does not get the escape go. Look at that. 
Um, I guess it's not his fault. But anyways, well, whatever. He gets what he gets another chance with the Ravens offense. Whatever. Um, the point is, Ben Fair, you guys hired Dan Quinn. You guys sold him from the Cowboys. Would it be so funny if the Cowboys breaking news after this podcast they hire Rock Rivera as their DC? Oh my God, the NFL is so comedy. But I'll just say this, man. Um, do I like it? I mean, listen. I I'll just say this to Commander fans in general. Trust Evan Peters, okay? You have a lot of money. No excuses, okay? Right? Um, I know this man, Adam Peters, can draft. I know he can. Um, by the way, Ben, let me ask you this, Ben. And and obviously, Commander fans will listen to this, and hopefully, they'll make uh, we'll make them happy. And I'm trying to make you guys happy. Um, let me ask you this, Ben. Would you be okay if any former Seattle players join you guys? Because obviously, Dan Quinn runs into Seattle scheme. Uh, which, by the way, you stole somebody from Dow- the Cowboys as well. I forget his name. You probably know what I'm talking about. He's also a defensive Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think his name is Jeff, right? Jeff something, right? Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but anyways, would you be okay, like, with a Bobby Wagner as your linebacker because he knows the scheme of Dan Quinn? And obviously, what about Frank Clark? He knows he knows Dan Quinn's system. Would you be, would you be okay if they got the if, – if Adam Peters and – Dan Quinn gets those guys for as for veterans, and you know Frank Clark and Bobby Wagner, they're Super Bowl champions. So, would you be okay with those veterans joining his staff, joining his team? Uh, maybe not so much Frank Clark, um, just because he's. I don't really want an older edge guy. <clears throat> um, I would love Bobby though. Um, you know, like I said, Bobby's probably got one or two really good more years left in him. Uh, I think he'd be a great addition. Uh, to, to our linebacking group to, to really help, you know, mold and mentor uh, some of the other young guys like Jamin Davis and Khalid Hudson. Um, and then obviously, you know, just having a guy of Bobby's caliber, um, you know, on the defense <clears throat> to not just put the linebackers in, in proper position, but to put the entire defense in proper position. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, he would, he would know the schemes. He would know the terminology that Dan wants to use. Um, and so I'd be, I'd be in total favor for that. Will it happen? Not, not too sure. I think Bobby loves being in Seattle. I think that was a key reason why he left the Rams after one year and went back to Seattle. Um, but he's a I free think, agent now. We'll see. He, he is a free agent, but I think he's going to choose to stay in Seattle. Um, I know, I know Bob. <laughs> Are you sure? Because what if they want Patrick Queen? I mean, what, do you think Bobby would? Hey, go with that. Bobby, Bobby, I'm trying to make you happy here. What is the no, 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 I, no, I get it. I get it. Like I said, I would be more than happy to have Bobby Wagner, but you can have Bobby Wagner and Pat Queen. It's not like they play the same position. That's true. That is true. Bobby, Bobby's a Mike linebacker. Uh, Pat Queen's an edge. Uh, and, and they could, you know, replace Pat Queen with Darrell Taylor. Um, and, and then next thing you know, you got Boy Moffat, Jordan Brooks, Bobby Wagner, and Pat Queen on that defense. What about Dante Fowler Jr.? I mean, you know he plays in the sales, uh, in the, uh, Dan Quinn's game in, in the Cowboys. Would you be okay with him for depth for depth reasons? I'd like him for depth reasons. I'd like him for uh, you know having <clears throat> having another very athletic linebacker yes. out there. Only thing with Fowler is you know he's got injury history. That's true. Um, you know he's he's not necessarily the greatest coverage guy. No. He doesn't. He doesn't really get off blocks extremely well, so he's not like mm. extremely dominant in the run game. He's mm. just a pretty good linebacker who does, you know, everything pretty pretty good, but but nothing mm-hmm. great. Um, but I wouldn't mind him, like I said, simply just because of speed. Like him, having him and Jamin Davis out there, two 
extremely athletic linebackers isn't always a bad thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and what's crazy, Ben, I was talking to my friend of mine uh, when you guys hired Dan Quinn. You know what my friend said? He's like, well, the Hawkeye, you know, they had they, they were they were training Chase Young and then just uh, and, and Sweat because could you imagine? Because Dan Quinn would have loved Sweat and Young, right? Could you imagine? I mean, I would imagine he would have he would have, but I, I get it because he couldn't pay the two of them. But but you get what I'm you get you get what he's saying, right? You would have loved to see Chase Young and obviously yeah. Sweat with um Dan Quinn's defense, right? I mean, I think it would have worked out. I guess, yeah, I mean. I'd love to see both of them. I definitely would have loved to see um, Montez Sweat in a Dan Campbell system. Um, Montez Sweat, one of the most underappreciated edge rushers in our football. Facts. That's um, I believe he has what twelve sacks on the season this year. Yes. Um, he's he's got he's improved his sack number year after year. He's improved his tackle number year after year. He's improved his tackle for loss number year after year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was. Extremely, and I told you this when we traded them. I was more disappointed in the sweat trade than I was the Chase Young trade. Yeah, yeah. You said trade. Allen, you, said, you said trade Jonathan Allen, but yes, yes. Yeah, trade trade Allen and Chase. Like I was okay with trading Chase. I didn't like the return, especially because yeah. we picked them second overall, and yeah. to only get a third for him kind of sucks. But I get it. You know, like like we were, I was just saying about Dante Fowler, he has an injury history, and yeah. <clears throat> didn't necessarily produce crazy numbers for the Niners mm-hmm. anyways. Um, but who knows, you know, he didn't sign an extension with you guys. You guys have a lot of cap tied up in other areas. Like, yeah. maybe we get chased back. Um, but I definitely <laughs> would have loved to see Montez in a Dan Campbell system. It would have been <clears throat> eerily similar to to what he does with Micah Parsons. Yeah. Yeah, Mike. Mike is just a lot better uh, at cover at, at dropping back in the coverage from time to time than Max. Max. I, I know. I know. Their, I know their names are too similar. I know Dan Campbell or Dan Quinn. I get it. It's, it's hard, man. It's hard. I, I don't. I don't blame you. Um, let me ask you this, Ben. Since now you guys hire a defensive guy, sit. I mean, since you're a commander fan, I mean, damn, they love defensive. They love defensive coaches, right? They go for John Gruden. They go for Ron Rivera. And now they go for Dan Quinn. Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. My bad. Well, yeah. My bad. My, my bad. My bad. Um, but anyways, the point is, um, since now you got Dan Quinn. Now, do you think he, he's, he's for sure thinking, thinking quarterback at number two, right? Unless you think he's going to go for a veteran. There's no way in hell he would think deep as a number two, right? I, I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, it, it has to be quarterback. It has to be. If you're Dan Quinn, yeah, you have to be thinking quarterback number two. There, there's there's no way he goes defense just because there's not a defensive guy worthy really at yeah. that number two spot. Um, just as projections currently sit. Um, so yeah, I think he goes definitely. It's going to be quarterback or offensive line. Um, I would bet my money that it's quarterback. Um, it's just going to be a matter of who that quarterback is, you know. But that's all going to be determined on what the Bears do at one. Do the Bears move on from Fields and, and you know, go and take Caleb? Do the Bears keep Fields and, and draft mm-hmm. Michael Harrison? Um, because ultimately, Washington can only can only act how, how the Bears act before them. Um, you know, if, if Caleb goes one, it's more than likely going to be Drake May at two. Um, and, and I've told you, dude, like, I'm telling you, and, and I'm not joking, like, if they get Drake May, I will not be a fan of the Commanders. I will be a fan of the NFL 
I will still scout players. I'll still evaluate players. Yeah. And stuff like that. But I would not be a fan of any team if they get right. back there. Right. I'm just going to keep it real. You're more, you're right. For me, in my opinion, you're more, you're, in my opinion, you're more of a college football guy and college basketball guy, in my view. I mean, you love the NFL, but at the end of the day, man, you love your uh, college basketball more. And obviously, you're college football more in, in my eyes, and as you're supposed to be. Um, now, um, for the commander fans, man, I mean, I, I hope this works out. I think Peterson's going to do good, good job, especially in the offseason. <clears throat> obviously, we're one more month away for the free agency. Um, so, but anyway, speaking of the Super Bowl, because we're going to have a day off. Before we go, before we go to the Super Bowl, um, the last thing I wanted to say about the Dan Quinn stuff is the reason, you know, obviously I I wanted a better hire, possibly, you know, I would have taken Belichick over him. Um, you wanted Michael, Mike McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would have taken Mike McDonald over him. I would have taken Eric Bieniemy over him. Yeah. And then obviously, obviously Ben Johnson as well. But the one thing I will say that I am happy about the Dan Quinn situation is the Cowboys no longer have him. That's... The Cowboys, and remember, before Dan Quinn came over, the Cowboys defense was a, a terrible. They you know who's your DC? It was Mike Nolan. He was terrible. Remember him? Yeah. Remember him? Yeah, he, he was a he former was... night. Former Niner coach, but he was terrible. Yeah, he, he was god awful. And then Dan Quinn, in his first year, turned it into a top five unit. And right. then obviously last year they were a top five unit. And then this past season, they were a top five unit of, up until the point where they lost Trevion Diggs. Right. And then it kind of spiraled downhill afterwards. After that, Shit, but, your secondary might be better than them, right? I mean, with Dan Quinn, uh, maybe. maybe definitely deeper. Um, yeah. Just just as talented. Definitely deeper though, but uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, so they're no longer going to have Dan Quinn, which is a positive. Uh, and then also, the um, you know we took away their defensive bats coach and, yes, and their defensive passing coordinator. I like it. I like and, it. He and he's going to be our defensive coordinator. Um, and so taking away <clears throat> two Rivals. of the most important, taking away two of the most important things uh, from yeah from our rivals team. They're they're defensive coordinator and then their defensive bats coach uh the two you know their two strong suits of that entire team especially the defense um right you know to take that away from the cowboys to take that away from a divisional team that we have to go up against twice a year that's the reason why i like the move facts and also just real quick danny quinn he likes to hire shanahan guys as offensive guys which by the way i don't know anybody knew when when Dan Quinn was with the Falcons, this man had Raheem Morris. By the way, he was a DC. This man had uh, Shanahan and, and the and the Kubiak brothers. So obviously, this guy Dan Quinn knows talent. Apparently, the uh the uh Dan Quinn is waiting for until the Niners lose. So I think they I think they want Brian Greasy as their OC. I, I mean, hey, I mean, shit, everybody wants our coaching staff. Fuck, man, stay, stay away. Fuck, man. But anyway, you're talking about former quarterback Brian Greasy. Yeah. Quarterback, oh yeah, wow, yeah. Look at that. I didn't know he was John's offensive coordinator. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. I mean, look at that. Kyle makes a great coaching staff every time, man. Look at that. I mean, this, they, he get coaches hired. That's that's just the reason why we have 15 picks in this year's draft, man. Um, I, I know every team would love that. Um, no, let me ask you this, man. Um, let's just say if the Cowboys do hire Ron Rivera as their DC, is the do do you think their defense would still be like still be good, or do you feel like like it does, 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 does no, make any their, their defense, 
If they sign Ron Rivera, that's the worst move they could possibly do. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, I get it. Ron, Ron's a defensive coach, but you got to sit down and think about it. When was the last time Ron was a defensive coordinator? Mm. Like, before he went to Carolina? So that was like before, what, 2012? Yeah, yeah. So Ron Ron hasn't been a defensive coordinator in almost twelve, at least twelve, thirteen years. Yeah, you know who else they want, Mike. You know who else they want, Mike Zimmer. So, uh, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, which one? <laughs> when you go, when you go and look at Ron's defenses throughout the time that he was a head coach. Yeah. Aside from <clears throat> the year he went to the Super Bowl run, his defenses weren't phenomenal. No. And, and some some of the reasons why his, his defenses were somewhat good in Carolina was because he had one of the best middle linebackers we had ever seen in Luke Keekley. Facts, yes. Um, and then and then when he went to Washington, we had one deep one good year of a defense, and that was his first year with us. Yeah. After that, bro, we were ranked like twenty fourth, and then twenty fourth, and then this past season, we were ranked like twenty sixth, twenty seventh. Yeah, Ben was like, "What the fuck, man?" Yeah, yeah. Ron, so so Ron doesn't have a, a huge history of, of phenomenal defenses under his regime. Yeah, um, and so I don't I don't know if it's going to be a good defense. Like you just had a front line for the last three years of yeah. all first round picks, and you couldn't get shit done. Yeah, and he's, he's ne- he never addressed he never addressed our our linebacking. Obviously, he's not going to be making draft mm-hmm. decisions anymore, but never addressed the linebacking position. And then finally, over the course of years, and and, and we had to get fine guys in the sixth, seventh, and fifth and sixth round to fill out our DB room, and, yeah. and hope that they turned out well. Like Cam <laughs> Curl came out of nowhere. Like yeah. when they drafted Cam Curl, they didn't think he was going to be a, a, a Pro Bowl level player no. coming out of the sixth round. No. Um, same thing with Jeremy Reeves. Jeremy Reeves yeah. is, is a two-time Pro Bowler. No one thought he was going to be a Pro Bowler coming out of the sixth, seventh no. round. No. Um, we were lucky to get Kendall Fuller back. And yeah. then, obviously, Benjamin St. Juice hasn't panned out uh, fully yet, and then Emmanuel Forbes is coming off a bad rookie season, so he's going to get better with Dan Quinn. Trust me. Yeah, oh, oh, oh I, I believe that one hundred percent. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in Ron. Like, I hope that I honestly hope they draft Ron Rivera because I know they're not going to be good under his tutelage. <laughs> oh, the NFL pettiness—it's it's so obvious. That's who they really want, and if it happens, I'm just going to laugh, Ben. Listen, I'm I'm gonna make Commander fans even more happy because and listen. By the way, the Eagles just hire Kevin Moore as the OC, which by the way, I'm not really high on Kevin Moore. He sucks. Prayers for Brian Dable. I mean, the Giants need a lot, um, and they might not even have Saquon Barkley this offseason. So, to me, everything is lining up to you guys to be good, Ben. In my opinion, depending on obviously who's your quarterback. I mean, am I making sense? Because. Sirianni pick Kellen Moore. I don't like the guy. I think Dalen's going to struggle with him. I don't think Kellen Moore is going to OC. Um, they, obviously, they have Vic Fangio. He should be better. I mean, I mean, he's, Vic Fangio is a DC. He came from Miami, so he should he better be better than Patricia. But I don't know, Ben. I mean, when I'm looking at this coaching staff, Mike McCarthy, we know he's not good. We know, yeah. And um, the Giants brought prayers for Brian Dayball, and obviously, uh, who else in that division? Obviously, uh, so Eagles, Cowboys. Uh, you guys, you guys, and the draft. Yeah, so I mean, fuck. I mean, I think you guys have a chance, depending on how you guys do in the draft in the offseason. I, I really do. It sounds crazy, but but if you name, if you look at those coaches, I think Dan Quinn's the better one to me. 
don't know. Maybe yeah, that's like right. it, it, the move definitely could have been worse, but it also could have been better. Yeah. So we shall see, my friend, what happens in next month. That's going to be great. And I, these days are going to go fly so fast. Which, by the way, Ben has breaking news. So go go ahead. So the Super Bowl. So okay. So by the way, kids, I know you're probably listening to this podcast. So, Ben, so Nickelodeon, I mean, of course, CBS is hosting the Super Bowl. Of course, Nickelodeon is going to get the NFL game. Shout out, shout out to, to, to the kids, though. Um, so, apparently, SpongeBob is performing at halftime. <laughs> True? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, believe, I believe the second year in a row now. Um, so, yeah, SpongeBob is going to be performing at halftime. Um, like you said, it, it's definitely for the kids. Um, you know, it's maybe for some of the adults that grew up in the SpongeBob era a little Not bit. Sure, yeah. Um, but ultimately, it's for the kids. You know, not not everyone's gonna want to see Usher perform. Uh, oh, so you don't want to see Watch this? What do you see? Watch this? Watch no, this. No, I, I do. I I watch Usher perform, but some people aren't gonna want to watch it. That's true. That is very true. You know, yep. halftime halftime is usually when the kids go and play outside for a little facts, bit, facts, or they go and run around too. the house. Yep. Mm-hmm. At least now, you know, it's like, hey, kids, before you go outside, like, here's SpongeBob type stuff. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 100% for the kids. I'm not, I'm not disappointed in it. Um, just hopefully they don't give out some fucking Nickelodeon MVP to the wrong person. <laughs> Which, by the way, this let this if the audience asks me and Ben, me and Ben don't give a shit about the Pro Bowl. Which, by the way, my boy Ben Bear. I mean, I don't have NFL Network, but I will say this: I, I am kind of watching videos. From the, the from the senior bowl or you know from the practice for the practice it's cool uh which by the way just let everybody let everybody know this receiver draft is stacked so the team that need receivers uh this receiver draft is stacks uh, stacks so no excuses not getting a receiver uh so yeah but the practices look cool and set out to um um you know um jerry rush's son i heard he's doing well and and Ben, apparently Christian McCaffrey has a brother, so he plays for Rice. So we'll see if he gets drafted, and we'll see. He gets, shit, I would, fuck. Are the Niners possibly getting Frank Gore's son and Jerry Rice's son, and maybe Christian McCaffrey's brother? We shall see. All right. But anyways, have you been watching? I don't, the see, I don't see why. I don't see why y'all wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Well, might as well, right? It might as well. Fuck it, right? Um, have you been watching the practices, or not really? You don't really give give a shit about the. Uh, I haven't been watching all of them. Normally, when it comes to senior bowl practice, I'll just watch the uh, receiver DB one on ones. I just want to see like what DBs can cover, um, <clears throat> if they if they know how to open up, open and close their hips well enough. Um, you know, do they track the ball? Do they track the receiver? Yep. Um, that's why I check for DBs. How do they utilize their hands as well? Uh, and then for receivers, I want to see, you know, how they get in and out of the breaks. I want to see, yep. um, you know, what route patterns they run the smoothest. You know, are they quick? Are they fast? Do they get off the line quick? You know, do they get off the, do they get off the line slow? Do they get pressed? Do they not get pressed? Um, <clears throat> so that's usually what I watch. I usually don't watch. Maybe every now and then I'll, I'll see, like, I'll watch the quarterbacks just to look, at, yeah. mecha- just to look at their mechanics. Um, but ultimately, no, I don't really watch um, all, all of the, the Super Bowl or the uh, Senior Bowl practices. I, I will be watching the Senior Bowl game, though, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, we were, we, we'll recap some of the players that did well. But shout out to the players. Hope you guys do well. Because just watch watch it, guys, because there's some good prospects that would get drafted. Yeah, look, the, 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 look, out for, 
look out for Jamal Thrash. He's a wide receiver. Um, he, he's been impressing me a lot in the senior bowl practices at, at the as one of the wide receivers. Uh, extremely, extremely freaking quick. It's in and out of his routes very, very well. Um, like I said, runs a very diverse route tree. Um, his only issue is sometimes he doesn't uh, catch – he doesn't look the ball all the way in, and so it leads to a couple drops. But um, he could be one of those guys, man, who if he can get his catching under control and, and really see the ball all the way through every time, he could be a guy to really watch out for. Jamal Thrash. Facts, facts, facts. Um, all right. Um, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Um, I hope everybody enjoys the Super Bowl. I hope he, I, I, I hope it's going to be great, um, including myself, because I'm going to be nervous for the whole time because I guess Patrick Mahomes. But the Niners got an unfinished finish to attempt, so I hope the ref calls it fair. Um, by the way, the ref for this game, I forget his name, but he's actually from Orange County, by the way, just to let everybody know. So there you go. Look at that. Shout out to California. Um, but, yeah, um, listen. I want the Niners to win. Uh, do I think they could? I mean, listen, they have to run the ball, man. Run the ball with CMC. I want him to get the MVP. I want Brock to shut up those haters. Which, by the way, can we give a congratulations to Brock? Uh, 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 ben, this guy, Brock, got, I believe uh, it was a Toyota. It was a Toyota. Oh, I know a car company. I forgot. But this guy got an, um, a sponsor. So look at that. Shout out to Brock, man. Even though this, this guy gets hated for no reason. Especially for me and Mr. Irrelevant. But overall, Listen, obviously, I'll be. Want, I want my team to win, right? I want us to get our sixth Super Bowl because, because cu- coming back, is it a guarantee we're going to come back here again? No, because it's hard to go back to back to back. Ask the Super Bowl teams that. So, um, I'm going to go. I think the winner of this game has to score thirty. Now, you may say they don't. They don't have to. But, but you know what? I'm going to go with my team. But listen, would I be surprised if we don't win? No. Fucking Chiefs and it's Mahomes, yada yada yada. Which, by the way, they asked Nick Bosa a question, and they asked they they were asking about Juan uh, Taylor, right, Ben, the offensive tackle, and he's like, "What's your thoughts about that uh, that O line?" He's like, "Um, you know, they hold a lot. I mean, he's not lying. I mean, if you lost the Chiefs game, they are holding a lot, but they, of course they don't get called sometimes. But not hating, just trying to, trying to call like it is. Um, so I'm going with the Niners. I'm going with CMC getting the MVP. Which, by the way, Chiefs fans, would I, listen. I mean, would I be upset? I mean, hey, it's losing to losing to Patrick Mahomes. It is what it is, man. I'm just hoping Chase Young and that D line show up because if they do, we have a chance. Okay. Now I got Niners. My score is gonna be. Oh, I'm gonna be nervous as fuck, but you know what? I'm gonna go 34 to 34 to 31. We win by a field goal. Ben, your thoughts? Do you have the cheese, or do you think Brock? And CMC and Shanahan are going to get it done because the Niners are favored by two. Well, you guys are actually favored. I'm shocked. Yes, I'm surprised. Um, yeah, I'm surprised as well. Um, yeah, I got you guys as well, man. Like, I'm just – I'm kind of tired of the Chiefs dynasty a little bit. You know, I think it's time for that another team wins. And why can't it be – why can't it be you guys? Um you know, you have the better defense, both on paper and on the field, on tape. Um, and, and that's no shot at, at Kansas City's defense. They have a very no, no, no. good defense, a very young defense as well. Um, a lot of guys who are going to be great for, for many, many years in this league. Yes. Um, and, and ultimately, they got 
Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the National Football League. They got the best tight end in the National Football League. Yes. And, and, and honestly, he's more than just a tight end. You know, he's one of the best offensive weapons, offensive targets in the National Football League. So he's healthy. Yes, yes. When, when you put those two together, you know, they make a very, very formidable duo who, who's won two, two, uh, <laughs> two Super Bowls together. So yeah. they know what it takes. They, they, they've played you guys before. Um, and so it's not like it's going to be a new a new task that they haven't seen before, especially at this level. Um, but but guess what? They're not playing Jimmy G anymore. How about that? They're not playing Jimmy G anymore. And and another thing is that they're not playing Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, I, I don't believe they they played Trent Williams in 2019. No, they uh, haven't. They, so here we go. Yes, sir. Shout out to your boy. Yeah, so you. Yeah. They they haven't played Trent Williams. Uh, I think they played like a rookie Fred Warner. Yes. Um, you know, they, they played a very young Debo Samuel. You know, they yep. played a very young Brandon Ayuk. Kittle. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Kittle, I mean, Kittle's the oldest guy on that entire team. Uh, yeah, he is. Pretty much uh, from that 2019 team. Um, so it's, it's a much different team. You know, they've played you guys before and in, in the sense of what team it is and and uh, the coaching staff is pretty much the same outside of, you know, your coordinators. Um, but like you mentioned, they're not going up against Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. They're, they're not going up against the guy who's going to throw a pick right before the half. <laughs> uh, Remember, he was closing his eyes, damn You, you don't think Brock is going to yeah. close his eyes, do you? <laughs> No, they, you know they're they're not they're not they're not playing a guy who who enjoys dating porn stars more than throwing a football. Um, Thank you. But I, I think Brock's going to show a lot, and I think Brock has already shown a lot in just his mm-hmm. two seasons in the NFL. I mean, last pick of the draft, dude, and he's been to two NFC Championship games and a Super Bowl now, and. I, I get it, dude. He's not a Mahomes. He's not a Rodgers. He's not an Allen or Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, he's not a Tom Brady, a Peyton Manning, you know, a Joe Montana. But the kid is fucking special, dude. <clears throat> and, and especially for a guy who got selected where he did, dude. You know, these type of aspirations to be in a Super Bowl as the starting quarterback, like that's not supposed to happen, and especially no. only within two years and you're coming off a major injury that you got in the playoffs last year. Like, I mean, damn. I mean, you, you, you could have. I mean, I remember, I remember you and I talked about it when he got hurt that I told you, no way in hell he'll be ready by the regular season. And, and what was it? He was ready by the regular season. He did the impossible. Uh, and, and he's been doing the impossible, dude. He's been doing the impossible since he got drafted. Yep. Like, it, it's crazy. Like, like I said, I get it. He's not super elite, but the kid is special, man. He's he he's a hard worker. He, he's great IQ, great accuracy, you know, poised in the pocket, you know, in the pocket. He's poised when he has to make plays with his legs. Um <clears throat> The, the kid is super, super special. Um, you know, is he a game manager? Yes. In my eyes, he's a game manager. He's just a very good one. Like, he's very good. Like, <clears throat> he's a, he's one of those, like, what? Like, a game manager slash game changer. Um, and, and you can say, oh, but how is he a game changer? He doesn't have elite 
arm. He doesn't have elite speed. He's a game changer simply because he makes the right plays when he has to. Like, and we've seen it in back-to-back games now and big moments. Like losing losing to the Packers, you know, down in the you know late in the fourth quarter. And what's he do after playing a bad game all game? What's he do? He settles in, makes the appropriate passes, and they they come back and win the game. Mm-hmm. And then and then against the Lions, you guys were down what seventeen going into the half. Yeah, and and you guys come out of the half and score twenty seven unanswered points, and mm-hmm. and people still want to find these little ways to to try and nitpick Brock Purdy like he's a Hall of Fame fucking quarterback. Exactly. Like, just just accept him for what he is. Accept him. Thank- for, for what he's done and, and, and potentially could do for, for the rest of his career. Like yep. I'm tired of seeing these me- people throughout media, <laughs> whether it's them posting on socials or whether it's them being on ESPN or Fox yeah. or whatever and sitting up here, like they've done better or like they could do better. Like you got guys like Mike Greenberg who are still talking shit when Mike Greenberg hasn't played any type of sport in probably 50 years. Nope. Um, you know, you got guys like Ryan Clark. Thankfully, Ryan Clark had said some stuff that, you know, was, was kind of defending, but, like, you know, he said some wild shit before. Obviously, um, you know, Shannon Sharp was – I love Shannon, but he was saying some wild stuff about Brock Purdy. Stephen A. Smith um, – you know, thankfully, guys like Richard Sherman, we got guys like Richard Sherman who are going on TV and, and sticking up for Brock and, you know, speaking fast on, on what Brock is. Um, but I think I think you guys got it, man. I, I think it's going to be extremely close like you had it, 34-31. Um, I got it 37. I got it 37-31. All right. Okay. Oh, let's go. And CMC getting the MVP? Or is it Purdy? Um, yeah, I'll give it to CMC simply because he'll probably have two touchdowns, whether it's one in the air or one in the ground, and one on the ground, or both two on the ground. Um, and he probably has close to 200 total yards. All right. So, well, well, let me tell you this. I told Samari this yesterday. What's it over and under for Tim? Them, them, so we still the whole time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> they're because because they want this story. They've already been trying to build up this story already. Like we all know, Taylor Swift has a performance in Japan, like two she days does. before two days before the Super Bowl, and she's gonna perform and be in Vegas possibly the night before the Super Bowl. And you know they're already trying to build this this fucking story into something bigger than what it has to be. And so, with her being at the Super Bowl, they're they're going to show her the most they've ever have. They're going to show her at least thirty times. So you bet the over, yeah, you Ben, go this part like, yeah, go like it, the over. The over is probably going to be like, is probably like fourteen and a half, sixteen and a half. I would say, and I would take the over on that all day. I would take. Oh the over my that. goodness! They're, they're oh, going to show her. Four or five times before the game even begins. Oh my goodness! I just hope they don't show her nickel, Nickelodeon. Can you imagine for those kids? I mean, God bless your kids. God bless. Because they're the they're gonna they're, they're gonna show her the second she gets to the stadium. 
They're going to show her another time walking up to the box that she's going to be in. And then the second she gets in the box, they're going to show her again. And then before kickoff, they're going to show her at least one more time. They're going to show her at least four times before the game. Let me ask you this. Another, another, another good question for you. Who do you think scores first, San Francisco or Kansas City? Um, I think whoever gets ball first is going to score first. Okay. Um, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Like, they, always, they always ask so, me that question for Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. so for, I'm going to ask you this then so I can get a little bit more context. Does Shanahan usually – it's set ball or defer ball on a coin toss. If he wins the toss, he'd rather defer because he likes to get in the ball. Okay, then, 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 Kansas, then Kansas City Kansas City will score first. All right. All right. There you go. Look at that. So, bet your parlays, ladies and gentlemen. Me, me and Ben will help you help, help you out. Like the, There you go. And, by the way, speaking of Brock Purdy, and this guy will still get hated. I just mentioned it earlier. But, Ben, this is a phenomenal, by the way. Shout out to Brock, by the way. Keep showing those haters wrong. Uh, Toyota has signed a national endorsement deal with San Francisco uh, Brock Purdy. Per Darren Rorval, uh, it is the first is it is the audio brand first deal with an active NFL player since signing their official NFL vehicle is sponsorship in October. Look at that, Ben! Shout out to Brock Purdy, man. Well, hey, of course the media is gonna be like, well, how come Lamar and you know Dak or you know Josh Allen's not getting that endorsement for the Toyota? But of course, what is Brock Purdy is an issue, huh, Ben? You know, yeah, but. man. You know they they just don't want that man to be successful, like. They can't fathom. They and and it's not even that they can't fathom. They don't want to fathom that a, the last pick of the draft can be a good player within the National Football League. Like it's 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 like it's this absolute curse if he wins the Super Bowl. Like that the last oh man look the last pick of the NFL draft just won the Super Bowl. Look like why are we wasting so many first round picks on quarterbacks when when you could just get them in the seventh round like. Dog, it's it's not it's not that easy, and and, and also it's like evaluators just gotta do a better job. Like Brock should have never, Brock should have never even been the last pick of the draft. Nope, you 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 told me that. Huh. Yeah. Um. By the way, just just let, let everybody know. Um. I'm, I'm not making I'm messing I'm not messing no names, but my my buddy of mine just said, you know, you probably Ben, I showed you it, but. He was like, interesting that all of the quarterbacks, including a future two-time Lamar Jackson near MVP, Super Bowl uh, winning quarterback, uh, well, almost winning quarterback, Jalen Hurts, and star quarterback of the most popular franchise, Toyota, chooses an average quarterback who still has ways to go. Hmm. Come come on. Come, see, see you, Ben, you know who that is. But it's it's whatever. It is what it is. Fuck it, man. For fuck's sake. The media just likes whatever. All right. But with that being said, for the audience that are listening to this, enjoy the Super Bowl, okay? Have just, just. I hope the commercials are good. Let me ask you this, Ben. Do you think the commercials are going to be more entertaining, or is it just going to be the same exact commercials or not funny? Because I want funniness in this commercial for CBS. CBS, at least show us something, right, Ben? I mean, at least show well, us Star Wars. I just hope they don't do what they did last year. Remember last year they were showing us commercials like. And I don't think they have, or at least they haven't told us. Like at least, like last year, they told us like we're gonna be showing Super Bowl commercials like a month in advance. Um, and, and I've already seen um, a Jenna Ortega Super Bowl commercial that's gonna be running, and I've seen another one. Um, I forget what it is off the top of my head, but I, I hope they're good, man. So that, that that was definitely something I looked forward to as a kid. Like oh, like. 
what, what new commercial we're going to see this year? Like, what commercial we're going to see this year? So, I hope they're good. I hope they're funny. All right. So, we shall see what happens, my friend. And hopefully, everybody's enjoyed the Super Bowl. Be safe. Go barbecue, whatever, especially in the, in the West Coast. I'll be having my Super Bowl party. And uh, guess what, man? Shit, if we win, shit, I might buy a Brock Purdy jersey. I'm not going to lie. Shit, I'm, man, I might be drunk. But I'll be nervous at the same time. But <laughs> let's go, Niners, man. It's, it's our mission. Eight Job ain't finished yet. And, Ben, I'm sure – and, by the way, shout out to the Lake Show. We just beat the Celtics without Anthony Davis and LeBron. And, the full, and we just beat a fully healthy Celtics team. Look at that. We're we're going to the finals. We're going to win it all. No, I'm kidding. Imagine. Imagine. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. And, uh, by the way, Austin Reed, of course, a white player, Austin Reed, does good in Boston. Of course. Of course. Of all people, man. Of course, right? Of course. Of course he does. Look at that. But, anyways, um, fuck Boston always. But, uh but, by the way, shout-out to Gina and Kobe. Kobe's getting a statue. I'm sure you're going to watch the game against the Nuggets band next week. Um, hopefully, you can get to go to Staples Center and take pictures of that statue, him and Gina, uh, because Kobe should have got a statue a long time ago. So, shout-out to the Laker Nation. It's a Lake show for finally getting a statue of him for next week. Um, but I'm sure you're going to watch the game, right, Ben? Are you going to watch the, the statue and everything, the ceremony and everything next week? Um, I start school on Monday again, so I won't be able to be at the actual event of the ceremony, uh, unfortunately. Um, I mean, I wish I could miss class, but <laughs> I'm starting school back up, so I can't. Um, but I'll definitely probably go see it in person over the weekend. But, yeah, I'll definitely be watching that game, um, the game after the unveiling. All right, but I even know we might get blown out by Denver. But all right, we'll see. Let me ask you this, Ben. Let me ask you this. Will the Lake Show get the Joshi Murray next week? I think it's gonna happen. Now the question is gonna be what's gonna be the package. No, we're not getting them, dude. Um, huh? no no way in heck that we get them. Um I mean over the last couple of days I've been seeing stuff that all those all the trade talks for DeJounte have kind of like dwindled down. So I don't think we're gonna get DeJounte. But we're going to revisit it apparently next week. So we shall see with that. It said if we get him, then it would have surprised me because he is clutch sports. And look at that. All right. Ben Fair, um, tell you, everybody your social media, everybody can follow you. And actually, are you doing an article? And, sh- sh- and you know what, Ben? Fuck it. Do an Orioles article with Burns and now with the with the young talent now. Fuck it. Do it, Ben. You, can, you got this now. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to read that for now. I mean, hopefully you do an article maybe next week or say if you want to do it this weekend, you can. But. I'm sure you will. But anyway, shout out to the Orioles Nation. You guys deserve it. But go ahead. Do you have any are you doing any articles for this weekend? Um, I haven't decided what my movie article is gonna be for uh for this week. Uh but definitely I'll, I'll be putting together an Orioles article. Uh probably like I said, I got so much stuff going on, so probably be like two weeks yeah. from now. That's fine. Um, yep. so I'll definitely get something out there. Uh, you can follow me on all my socials at at the sports veteran on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me uh, on Instagram at the Hollywood vet where I just post nothing about nothing but movies and television. Um, and then obviously over on medium, just type in either Ben fair or the lion's den. And you can search all the articles that uh, I've already put together. Um, my latest article was picked 11 through 20 for the upcoming NFL draft. So make sure you, you go and check that out. Um, but I appreciate this. I love of doing it you every single week. Usually this is on Tuesdays. And not yeah, Thursdays, I know. We had to do it. We uh, had to do it. Yeah, we had good topics to talk about. Um, 
next week. Uh, the article, the, we should still be able to do it on Tuesday. We might just have to move the time around. Um, but I can't wait for, for next week's episode. I loved everything we talked about today. Appreciate all those who will be tuning in for uh, this show. Facts, facts, facts. Um, just let you know, Ben, if I would have told you it, Austin Reed scored 32 points against the Celtics in Boston, you probably would have told me I'm lying, I'm lying myself. Look at that. Shout out to Austin Reeves. Uh, anyways, um, you guys can follow me at Respectable Bing, and obviously I've been size 824. Once again, great show, Ben. Shout out to Orioles fans. Shout out to DMV. You guys deserve it, and enjoy this moment. And um, now, and also, this was episode 80, and, uh, and, and also hashtag the emergency podcast. We just had to do this because of the first trade and everything. Now, Bedford, God bless you. And I'll see you either after, is it either next week or the following week. Uh, but we'll definitely keep in contact. But God bless you. Uh, and be safe. And shout out to your Orioles once again. Peace. Peace.